Hey, I'm Susanna Lanier, actor and acting coach for over 25 years. I'm Jess Greenberg, casting director for over 10 years. We're here to help you navigate this crazy, creative, and sometimes chaotic journey into the film and television world. We share our insights as to what works. And invite some pretty spectacular guests to share more ideas to move you on your journey. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with actor, writer, producer, editor, and creator, Nir Gazinski. You may recognize him from his successful sketch comedy show, Nearly Funny. Welcome, Nir. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. It's been so long, Suzanne. Yes, we're so happy. I'm so happy to see you. I keep seeing you on your 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 sketch comedy, but I don't get to actually see you in person, so... Um, okay, well, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And I guess we'll just jump right into it. Bring it on. <laughs> okay, so Nir, can you tell us when when did you know that you wanted to be an actor? Ooh, uh, I think it was in moments. It was in chunks. Um, I started, uh, I was a very uh, irritating kid <laughs> to my family. <laughs> I was always making voices. I was always... Uh, like making uh, characters and doing little skits in front of my family when I was a kid. So that was like when I was six, seven, eight years old. Um, and then my parents were like, okay, this is annoying. Can we put it <laughs> something that be but like, you know, an outlet or something? So they signed me up for an agent when I was like 11 or 12. Uh, at the time, I think it was, I can't even remember, Focus International. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, and you're like, you're born, raised Montreal. No, I was actually born in Tel Aviv. Uh, oh. and my, we, I moved when I was five. Okay. My mom is from Latvia and mm -hmm. my and my dad was born in Tel Aviv. Uh, so cool. um, I was, uh, yeah, a little kid just kind of running around Montreal, discovering myself. Uh, and um, yeah, and then did the agency thing. Uh, and was just a shy kid and so I was like too I went into auditions and I was terrified and I was just like I froze I didn't really so it I, I didn't know that I wanted to be an actor at that point because I was just kind of new to it and scared and kind of nervous and then high school came in and I was a very self-conscious shy kid until I found myself and my voice during high school and that's when all of a sudden I, I took an acting class in high school it was a theater class and I did I played a French uh, old lady. <laughs> That's uh, what I would have cast you as for exactly. sure. For sure. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and so I fell in love with the whole like theatrical aspect of it and being in front of an audience and playing and characters. And then I was like, okay, I want to do this. And then I went to, uh, I was like around at that point, I think I was like around 17, 18 and so I went to an agency, a, a bunch of talent agencies, and they all said, sorry, uh, you need experience. You're not a kid. You don't have that natural thing. So we're going to wait till you have experience. So that's when I started looking for uh, independent productions and uh, started doing like Concordia short films and applied to all these things. And then uh, I think I, ha I went through some, some uh, tough times in relationships, and then I kind of fizzled out of that and then finally after a breakup when I was I think 22 or 23 I was like get back into it right <laughs> then I found I did a short film with Luigi 
And Luigi was like, hey, you should definitely join this acting class. And Susanna Lanier does an awesome yeah. job. <laughs> oh, so well, thank started. you, Luigi. That's a, such a nice, uh, he's so great. He's, he's, a, he's such a, uh, an amazing a person. good person. Um, and so that's when I started really devoting my time to acting and wanting to really pursue it uh, as, as a potential career. Uh, and so I, I did, I did MSOPA, uh, I did a, like, I, I did workshops with Dale, I did workshops with you for years, years, yeah. Um, I went to New York for some workshops, I, I tried, I did like all the casting workshops that were offered. Uh, so it was just like, you know, and I read all the books, I did Stanislavski, Ma, uh, Meisner, all of Stella Adler, I read, I tried to just devour everything at that point to, to learn and to uh, absorb. Uh, but one thing I did still realize is that I was still nervous. And <laughs> yeah, was comedy um, still like, was that still a big passion of yours from being a kid being goofy, silly voices? Was that always a goal? I, it was, I wouldn't say it was a goal. I think it was more of something that was natural, much uh, came easier to me. So, mm -hmm. um, and I think funny again with Susanna on this call, she probably saw that transition in acting class is that I am very comfortable in characters, not as comfortable as me. So being myself, and I remember one years ago, Susanna gave me a scene to be, to, to show, to flirt or to show love. Yeah. I was awkward because I'm like, <laughs> everything I thought at that time was, well, if this is how I have to show how I'm doing these things, people are going to judge me for how I flirt or how I do this. And so I was very awkward in doing my own being, being natural near. Uh, but again, that's the work that you have to put in to, to do that. But comedy was al always came easier to me. Yeah, uh, I was a kid and I'm, and I'm always a kid at heart. I loved uh, cartoons and animations. I still watch animated movies. I just saw Sing 2 yesterday. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> Literally the best movie ever. <laughs> and Is it? So I'm going to get my son to watch it. Yeah, so it's, good. it's unreal. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Oh, good. It but it's funny it's funny you say that because in high school I went to there was a good theater program in my high school and I'm not an actor and I realized really fast after doing theater in high school that I am not an actor but I remember like I had to I had to like be interested in a guy like in a play that was like walking by and my instinct was like just to be shy and coy because I'm like I don't know how to flirt you know and they're like no you have to like show off like in front of this guy, I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> how do you do that? So I could relate to that, although I but get some it. People have that, like, I know that uh, watching actors in class and, and seeing different actors, you kind of see some people are really good natural actors, and then you yeah. tell them to be different and they can't. They, it's like watching Vince Vaughn. It's always the same. He's very natural, he's just himself, he's just very comfortable in that space. Um, and then there are other people like Daniel Day-Lewis or other actors where they're just embodying other people so well. And for me, I think that was always an easier outlet because I was so, I guess, going to psychology uh, and therapy, um, you you kind of like escape yourself. It's like, I don't want to be me because me, I'm not always comfortable with and I'm self-conscious with. So I'm going to be somebody else and they can't judge me because, well, if this is the a character I'm like well that's how the character is that's not me mm -hmm. so I was always more comfortable in that and I think that pushed the comedy as well because being funny made me likable as a kid and yeah. so it kind of grew as a way to to make friends and to fit in because I moved around a lot we moved from Montreal to Winnipeg 
back to Montreal, different schools. So as a kid, that was my outlet to fit in. I was, it was, yeah. being, uh, and it still apparently is because that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but, unpack this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. But Mir, as the years progressed, you are now, and I know, I mean, it's been a couple of years you haven't been in class, but as the years progressed, I mean, your acting did shift a lot from when you started to after you, I mean, I think you were in my class for like five years am I or more even, like a long time. Yeah. I think it was eight years. Eight years. Okay. So, so yeah, it's fantastic. So, but <laughs> after the eight years or during that, after a couple of years, your acting did progress. So you can play now natural characters. You don't need, I mean, you can play yourself in different situations. You don't have to lean in on the characters. What, what you can play near into these different situations, what shifted for you in your acting? What do you do to not be self-conscious when you're acting as near in these different situations? I, I think two things happened. One was an I'll, I'll throw the name of Meisner in there because I do believe that Meisner was my first kind of, uh, oh, okay, you can just listen and just yes. and just be in the moment and respond and listen. And I took classes with Jacqueline McClintock yeah. for uh, eight weeks and she was so, so like phenomenal. And the first thing she told me was that within the first 10 seconds of doing repetition, she was like, you're analytical. I was mm -hmm. like, yes, I overthink, yes. <laughs> um, and so she like she made me realize in that class, and Meisner made me realize that you can just listen and and be present, and just doing that is enough, and you're you don't need to overdo things. And then there were also the you know the work that you do in classes, and and when you do an audition, you go to a couple of first auditions, and they tell you stop being so big, stop yeah. being so. Bring it down, and so you kind of work on the things that you are lacking or not as strong in, and that's what I was doing in your class and other classes. I was trying to make sure that I was getting that that near naturalness, actual like personality out, and uh, and not overthink and not do big. Uh, and then the second part was my sketches um, during the pandemic. I switched a little more to me being in the sketches i used to just made me focus on the characters that were the bigger characters which are the ones that do get more of the, the the visibility but i was like forcing myself to include me in the videos and doing that every day kind of forces you to uh, observe yourself regularly and be like okay so and then kind of get used to it and kind of get more familiar with yourself and how you would respond and i think that was the the shifts that happened to me but the the biggest shifts I think is just as cliche as it is is practicing and and working on it because um, it wasn't natural to me to be natural which is kind of weird <laughs> yeah but I totally get it and that is what I was thinking experience really does help a lot like the more you practice the more the less self conscious you are and then the more you're able to just talk in your natural voice and stop trying to um, perform. Exactly. Let's say, but, but it's fine. And it's great to have your characters and to be able to lean in on. But I think, especially in this industry in Montreal, you also need to play the straight guy because often you're, you know, barista number three and they don't <laughs> want like Oleg. You know, so I think it's important to be able to, to have a, 
you and your natural voice. And I know you did get there and you got there quite quickly, but yeah, I think practice went a long way. It, yeah. It's, it's being surrounded by uh, similarly being surrounded by good teachers such as yourself uh, and being surrounded <laughs> by good, uh, you know, role models or how you call them uh, peers, just being in class with like Sarah Booth and being yeah, yeah. Megan Allen and Sabrina and, Tracy and like watching these people and Jesse Camacho and yeah. Wiener, you're just like, you're going and Nick Walker, you're yeah. like, I think they're going like, okay, I got to up my game. I got to work <laughs> on this. And you absorb all that. And I think yeah. that's the beauty of like, like, I remember your showcases just wowing like all of us the, that were kind of new to the, to the, to the acting industry in Montreal, seeing Katie Breyer and Jesse Camacho and Alex Wiener and all these names uh, that are now doing so well. And uh, you just, it, it makes you grow faster and it makes you work harder. I remember like going to home and just being like, okay, I can't just memorize lines. <laughs> yeah. Same. Cause I remember the first few classes in, it was, I memorized the way I would say lines. So yes. I wouldn't listen. I would just be like, uh, regurgitating the same way. So yeah. And also being more comfortable with being vulnerable and having comfort in that and saying like, just fuck it. I... The more you do it is the, the, the more comfortable you, I got, I was so not comfortable getting vulnerable. Uh, like we spoke about the whole flirting and, and getting like showing love. Um, but the more you do it and the more I think you um, put yourself out there, so what did you study in college? You did not study acting. I did um, management psychology. Oh, I thought you did marketing. Mm. That's what I was looking for. Oops. It's, no, but in marketing. <laughs> so I did management marketing okay. and psychology. So I had a, I had a minor in, in marketing and a major in psychology in, in the management program at McGill. Okay, um, cool. And one of the, again, being raised by immigrants, it was like you acting. I was a, a soccer player and, an, and a wannabe actor when I was a kid. That was all right. I wanted to do. And uh, one, my parents were just like, just be sure that you have something stable. And soccer at the time was not a <laughs> potential in Montreal. Right. And acting was also, I was very shy. So they were like, well, you're, you seem like you're, you're shy as well. So but it's not, you're not 1% of Hollywood here. So get yourself a degree in something that's going to be, uh, give you stability. And so I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was like, management is what I can get into. Plus it's a way to make money, uh, stability and get into the corporate world. And so that's what I did, but I loved psychology. I fell in love with psychology. Um, well, the psychology I can see how can really help your acting, having that background yeah. in psychology, really understanding your characters. But what I was getting at with the question, but I'm going to have to pivot. No, <laughs> you screwed me near. I was having a whole line here. <laughs> no. Damn it. No, I because the next question that I had wrote down was, uh, has your marketing helped your acting and or your social media? Now I can see you, but you really didn't do much marketing. No, I'm just kidding. You did do marketing. You I did. did do marketing I, I, and I psychology. Studied, exactly. I did study okay. in management and marketing and psychology, and I ended up working for 15 years in a, in, in a marketing position. So Aha, I knew there was marketing there. Yeah. I knew it. I'm no fool. So I did do okay. digital <laughs> marketing and creative marketing um, for 15 years. And it did it help my acting or my social media? 
I both basically both. because both are businesses. Yes. Both are businesses. I think the funny part was is that I because I was working in marketing, um, I thought my acting is would just be the acting, like the art. Okay. And so I didn't think about the business side of it. I was like, no, I'm the artist. Somebody will think of the business side for me. They'll see my talent and will bring me out there. Right. Uh, and you have an agent, so let them do yeah. business that you had so that. I yeah. didn't at all think about it in a in a in a strategic like a marketing or a business way until all of a sudden you know the social media platform started to go a little bigger and hearing a lot of people talk about how acting is a business and mm -hmm. it's hard because you I heard all these stories about like you know you get typecast and or if you are you know your typecast maybe lean in on it and that's your business create a website create a this and focus on your demo reel with this and I always wanted to fight all of that. And I still fought that even with social media being typecast. I'm like, I can do more than just comedy. I can do more than just one character. Uh, and so I think that always kind of delayed me from focusing on the business side of it. I just wanted to create, I just wanted to entertain. And I still do. I still, I still dislike the aspect of having to do administrative work and marketing and thinking and planning and all this strategic things that as an artist, you just want to perform. I know. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Uh, it, it's, you know, especially your day job is nine to five, you're doing marketing. So to have to be like, how am I going to market myself? But I do think that it is an aspect and, and an education that you have that could certainly help your career. It, yeah. it, it can. The other, the other funny part about, I think me personally, is that I'm really good at uh, helping and seeing things for everybody else but myself. Yeah. So people ask me like, how should I market my channel how should i what what content should i create i'm like what do you like what do you do do this do this, do this. <laughs> they're like what about you i'm like well i want to do everything I want <laughs> right. to you do see it yeah you like, see I it for other people fun. i know i me too i see everything for everybody else but for myself i'm like i don't know <laughs> it's hard it's it's just hard. like you, you like even for me right now with content i i see more and more that people need to pivot into shorter videos uh, and all that. And I'm just like, I don't want to cut my comedy. Like, I don't want to make it into something very blah, 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 30 seconds, 10 seconds and move on because that doesn't show the talent that I want to show because yeah. my goal in general is not to get TikTok famous or social media famous. It's to be an actor and to create. And yeah, okay. so when people are like, oh, well, you should do this to get more views. I'm like, yeah, but that's not what I want to do. I don't want to just stand there going, uh, the French word for cactus is cactus, uh, ha ha ha. And like, and there are people that do that and make millions of dollars because right. they have a very specific way of uh, getting visibility and that's their niche and, yeah. and they build an audience through it. But I'm like, my goal isn't to teach only languages. It's to create potential education through my comedy, but to show that I can create a story with the, the comedy. Um, so it's harder for, I find I have a harder time using my marketing skills and knowledge towards it, but it has evolved over the last few years, especially having to deal now with brand deals and companies. I now have to understand more of like, okay, who am I? What can I offer? What am I worth? Um, I used to like, you know, and I, and I think a lot of creators and maybe even actors have a hard time gauging how much they're worth because they yeah. just work. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think this leads perfectly back to starting off as a non-union actor. You do things for free, <laughs> for visibility and for uh, and the for experience. that word, the experience and demo reels. 
Uh, and I'm not saying not to do it. I just think that you have to also be mindful of uh, not always saying yes to everything just because uh, for free. Uh, but now getting into that whole social media game uh, with brands, you have to know that you your time is worth more than just a free gift card or a shirt. Um, well, it's been what great. the eight years that you've spent building up these characters and videos and the community you've built, that is the value, what you've put in. It's not just the, maybe it takes eight hours of your time to do one video. It's been the years <laughs> building up to this and yeah. it has a lot of value because you have a big reach and that's it's what you're charging for. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and there's the, the, the being in marketing and now dealing with, and I think it's changing a lot and it's, and it's a wild west on the, on social media. And I don't know how it's going to play out uh, because it is hard. You have people and young people, especially young kids who get opportunities from brands mm -hmm. and, They'll take anything. They'll be like, oh, 100 bucks, sure. Uh, uh, free clothes, sure. But to, to Jess, to your point, one is you've built an audience. You're, you're a brand yourself now, especially when you create and you're an actor and you create content with your characters and you're acting and you're writing and you're editing and your like, own equipment. All mm. of this adds to value. Um, and the engagement and the reach that you have may not, especially with social media today, may not always pan out to being a million views all the time, but mm -hmm. the work that you put in and the product that you put out is worth something. And I, I've, I've dealt with certain brands that are like as marketers, they, and I, they didn't know I was in marketing, but they're like, well, you know, we, we don't know what you're going to be able to do and we want to see it. So what you create a video for us. And then we'll see the response. And if we like it and it works, then we'll pay you a little based on that. And based on the, the like the click-through rate and the views, I was like, that doesn't work. You as a, as a company, if you needed an ad of 15 or 30 seconds without social media, without actors or creators, what would you do? You would go to an agency. They would charge you a retainer or a flat fee of a certain mm -hmm. amount. Then they would get actors and crew which would charge you as well. You would probably be looking at 10 to $20,000 for one ad. Minimum. Minimum. And Minimum, instead yeah. you charge $100 to creators who do everything for you. You're not even giving them a script. You're telling them to come up with something. Yeah. And, so, and you're using their audience and you're getting a targeted audience because it's specific to the niche that you're in. So I was like, I don't buy it. I'm in marketing. I know exactly how it works when you hire a, like an agency. So it's BS what you're telling me pay the people what they they deserve. I'm not saying that you're going to pay $20,000 for one artist who has 4,000 followers and does 15 seconds with a camera in front of them, but pay them accordingly to what you're, you're saving a ton of money regardless. Like even for high-end people, unless you got millions of followers and you're charging $100,000 a post, most people get a, a range that is way beneath the, the rate that they're getting for actual ads. And yeah. I think what is also as an actor is also concerning to me on the flip side of it is that we're moving towards a lot of these uh, companies and, and brands skipping ads and sp right. skipping on commercials because they're saving money. So yeah. they're going to social media and they're, they're picking eight influencers or creators, paying them minimal or giving them free goods and getting visibility. So why would you go and say, I want to hire actors to do a commercial for 30 seconds and pay $30,000. Yeah.
the return on investment there. And when you put it on the on TV, you don't even know if it's going to get the, the the right reach and visibility. So that to me is concern as an actor. And I think, and that was one of the reasons I was hoping to, you know, jump into the social media game is to be like, look, actors can do like can actually bring more value to than just the creator, but you gotta pay us. <laughs> you gotta yeah. right. It's a it's a it's For a sure. but but uh, I mean I think the whole like the reason why so much is now being done through social media is because even TV is not the same anymore. Like people are not consuming content like we did, you know, even five years ago, 10 years ago, you know, so all of it is, is changing, but I think it is really important to know your worth. And even if you have to give up on certain opportunities, you know, but just to hold your value and, and, keep that yeah um, and that's where the marketing uh, and the business side comes into play you you yeah. gotta like i i've learned to do a media kit for brands i've learned how much i'm worth when it comes to the content as an actor you have to also be you know market yourself so social media is a great marketing tool which i think actors are missing out on a lot um dancers musicians have blown up and gotten opportunities because they continuously post their content and their art as actors and i'm and i wanted to ask you Susanna, this because you have a, a workshop i know one of your actors because i follow him one of your actors does show the uh, the journey and the process so eric he, yeah i think it's, it- i'm not sure his name if it's eric but he goes he, on his tiktok he shows yeah. like this is what I, my first class, and this is my- Yeah, it's Eric Gerardo. I love him. He's such a great, Mm -hmm. such a lovely person. He's he's onto something, and I think it's missing in the acting side of the arts. Uh, Musicians show you like, okay, I'm going to put the beat like this, and then I'm going to put this tone, and here's the song, and and people love watching the process. Uh, And and actors don't do it enough. And I don't know if it's because in acting class, people are, are not allowed or afraid to- Oh, Show- you're allowed in my class. Anybody mm-hmm. of my li- of my students listening, please showcase, showcase. It's good for me. It's good for you. I love it. I I love it. I love it. And I've told them. I've told them in class. I've told Eric, thank you. Like I've had three students come to me from a guy from Vancouver came to my class yeah. because it was watching his video. You know, it's, it's, it's like it's, crazy marketing. That is the new marketing and and actors and just like because celebrities are the ones that, you know, they used to be on all the the uh, magazines. Now you don't see many celebrities online except the few that started jumping in on it and are understanding that this is the new generation of advertising and marketing yourself. And actors could do more like monologues, show your, do monologues every, every week, every day or whatever, uh, show characters that you're doing if you want a part the process the behind process. the scenes yes. yeah how do you how do you come up with that character how do you build work on this line how do you do the audition the hard part for actors and i understand why there's also a little bit of a a, 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 um, a struggle with it is because we can't show scenes that we're preparing for auditions we can't yeah. show that because you can't give away lines from a, an upcoming show and movie so you can't necessarily show a process on that which would be awesome to see but you can't uh, but but I, can you bank them? And then when the show's released? Yeah. yeah. There's a girl that does that. There's a girl. That's like, cool, right? I mean, like go, literally okay. a year and a half later. <laughs> well, sometimes, but out. sometimes not, well, right? Wait. And I think that's a cool concept. You show like you audition for ghosts, let's say, and then it airs and then you could show this is who they cast and this is my audition. There's a girl that does that. There's like, a girl that's, that's so cool. 
she's from New York. She's been doing that. And she's been growing. Like she started off by talking about the acting industry, but that's also another thing is talking about mm -hmm. the industry, talking about your career. Um, actors are missing out, especially because I think there's a stigma on social media um, still. And I think it's breaking a little bit because mm -hmm. I remember it was huge. But nowadays, I think that there's a there's an opportunity that uh, and I think, Jesse, I heard you say that at some point that some directors and uh, producers and casting sometimes see people online and they're like, oh, uh, I think that person would be great for not even just for the audition for this character. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of actors uh, are missing out on that opportunity to show their their process and their journey and all of that. So that's yeah. great, Niran. That's another question and I wanted to ask you has your social media benefited your acting <laughs> yes and no okay so, <laughs> like I like I alluded to a little bit about the industry and the stigma I think I think on one side of things I have gotten again when it comes to my acting brand deals to me is a success the fact absolutely that get more uh, um, revenue off of brand deals than acting last year Wow. Was um, and so that for that 100%, the visibility that I got from doing social media and acting on social media has been fantastic. Uh, and uh, could not be more grateful and surprised by all of it. On the flip side of it, it also got me some people, other actors in the community and different communities. Like I got, I met somebody from Toronto, but that's also due to when I was doing a lot of the uh, Monday Motivation Artist. Uh, yes. I was yeah. reaching out to different artists, but I found this lady from her name's Jen Gardner. She's amazing from Toronto. She's like a jack, like like a she's like a superstar. She does like everything. She has five kids. Like she bakes. She's acting. <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. She. Um, like I hate I her talking. already. No, just... <laughs> 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 um, my videos on TikTok and Instagram or something, and we started connecting through that. And then I interviewed her for the artist motivation, and then she invited me to uh, be part of her like web series TV show right now that she's working on. So there's been some actors in the community that have been like, "I love your work. I, I think you'd be great for this part. Let's do this together." As the industry, no, I don't think it's changed much for me. Uh, I've not gotten more opportunities in auditions. I still do mainly one line, two line actor roles. Um, yes, I've uh, potentially gotten a few more auditions here and there, but I don't know if it's due to social media. I have no idea. Uh, I wonder if I'm typecast because of social media as comedy only, so I may not get as many opportunities in dramatic roles. Uh, but I did get transplant. So like, I, I wouldn't say nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> like, first off, you, you said you're acting, you got more comfortable looking yes. in the camera from you're with a great agent. Yes. You have booked a lot of roles. Fairly last year was the best year I've ever had. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I think things are happening near, you know, you got to look at what is, don't be so hard on yourself. I think it has, <laughs> and yeah, maybe not, maybe not how that. you ex like okay. expected, like you say, like, oh, uh, like, but like every actor could have an amazing year. And that's like, I guess the beauty and the curse of this industry is like, yeah, the next year might be not that great, but you know, I guess what 
could keep you going is the potential of I could have another year like that or better. But I think great things has happened for you from this. Yeah. And I, you know, near that the glass is half full or half empty. You're kind of coming at it from half empty. Well, <laughs> now you're going to get it. You're done. You got it. Done. Uh, you're done. But, but you're finished. Deep. We got you. Me and Jess, positivity. It's <laughs> over for you. Toxic positivity. Here we come. Here we are. That, but you're, you're like, you're right on the, the aspect. Yes, of, we are. I, I'm very, I'm very hard on myself but the question like to me and again and maybe it's the, the the phrasing of the question has my social media content gotten me you know uh my career in acting uh any any like success and i can't in a sense i can't answer that really because yeah. i don't know i don't know behind the scenes what what i do know sometimes because when you're behind a computer and a screen you don't get the information or the feedback from people in the industry as much as you do from people that are following you and putting comments on. I only hear sometimes when I go to networking events where people are like, oh, I know you because I see your videos. I watch, I love your videos. So I kind of go, okay, people know the videos. They see me because I'm putting my work out there, but I can't a hundred percent or 90% say that my social media content has led the industry and casting to be like, we're going to give him opportunities because we love what he does. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, and if that's the case, somebody tell me because I'll be like, then you should do it too. Uh, definitely get on social media. But I, that's the thing. I uh, Like I, I had said with the journey, it's like it's not been a – I did social media for, for five years and all of a sudden I'm getting lead roles, auditions, and bookings and, and in the industry specifically. Yeah. Uh, but 100%, I am very aware and grateful for – uh, the the o overwhelming support that I've gotten by like random strangers and people when I talk to them uh, telling me that they enjoy my work uh, that has like honestly been uh, such a like a, a, a shock to me uh, and different events for example like raising money for the charity to me yeah uh, doing a live sketch comedy show that I've never done before never knew what I was getting into and all of a sudden I got people like companies and restaurants and local uh, spots to donate to the cause and then selling out and getting a standing ovation when you think that nobody's watching most of the time and you think that what you do is just funny and random jokes to I have mean, what you did was huge that charity event yeah. and raising it, all that money it's for it was for the children's hospital yeah, and hospital. um no I mean that was huge that was huge and not a lot of content creators like local content creators went out and did that so i think you know that that was amazing thank you i i, I believe that we got to do uh, like when you have some sort of a platform you got to get back and i think the one of the other benefits of doing online stuff is you connect with amazing people and one of them is that michelle Furtado and i connected mm -hmm. and she's just hilarious uh and such a good like partner to work with when it comes to doing uh, these kinds of uh, videos and content and then being part of the show. So Nira, I wanted to ask you, you have a big following in BC, right? And I want to know how, <laughs> I want to know the story, how that started, how come that blew up? Because that was a big deal. 
I'm not Beautiful even sure British it's... Columbia. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know if it's called the following or more haters. Uh, <laughs> How did that happen? It was the like that's the beauty of social media to me, and also the most frustrating thing because you can work your ass off to create content and to hours, and it goes nowhere, and then you post the most random is <laughs> and you blow up, and it creates like chaos, but. There's a lot of reasons to what what happened, and I'll, I'll get to that because it's kind of an entertaining story when I think about it. Uh, I went to Vancouver for a vacation. Uh, I went to and I was there visiting a, a friend, and he was in a conference. So I was like, "Oh, how long is your conference? I'll I'll be done in two hours." So I'm like, "All right, I'll, I'll go take a walk." It was raining. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I was walking along the seawall. I think that's what it's called, if I remember correctly. Uh, and I get to this area where I hear like a bunch of cars pass by. And I'm like, oh, the highway is right over there. That's cool. Then I look, I'm like, oh, the yachts and the water is right over here. That's really beautiful. Uh, but it's raining, but I'm like, whatever. Uh, and then I look and there I see a bench facing the highway. And I just go, this is ridiculous. All right. <laughs> so I take the camera. I make my voice. I film it three times to just make the get a Because every time I film, sometimes I kind of improvise as I say. And I'm like, oh, that would have been funnier. So I add it. So I add a little thing. I turn it around. I say flip it, the blah, 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 mm -hmm. do my accent in French. I'm like, this bench can face the highway. What about the water? This is not weird. What is going on? <laughs> Somebody make mistake. Bam. Uh, post it. And I had no content that week because I was in Vancouver on vacation. So I didn't film anything in advance. So I was like, all right, this will be like random content. At least I'll keep the algorithm going and some of my followers to have something. On TikTok, it kind of did okay. It went to like 150,000 that in that day. I was like, oh, that's pretty damn good. That's good, yeah. Um, but but it's like it's it wasn't like the viral hit that goes to like a million. It was like not bad. I posted on Instagram, 2,000 views, well, average, nothing crazy to, to, <laughs> to write home about. Um, but go on my day, go on my week. As the week goes on, I film other things around that I, I found funny about Quebec. There was like a Quebec sign of a street with construction. There was a ring, half a ring. And at the time they were building the big ring in, in Montreal. So I made all these like connections to Quebec and how it's weird and it's raining all the time, all that stuff. I post all these. And again, these don't go crazy viral. They just little by little. I come home and I, I think that two days later after coming home, I, I take a walk for coffee and I get a notification on my phone and it says, Narcity Vancouver shared uh, a, shared a video uh, a, or shared your name or tagged you in something. I I had videos and uh, articles written by Narcity Quebec and Narcity Canada in the past. So I was like, oh, they're reusing the content. Okay. Mm -hmm. I look at it and I'm like, it says, title is like, Quebecois TikToker roasts Vancouver while on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Wow. I go on the article. The article is actually so nice and so funny. And like, it goes through my journey of the week. They're like, he started here. He did this. He's poking fun at the Quebec traffic. And it's like a well-written article, like right. super nice. But the title then, so I look at Narcity Vancouver's page and it has 27,000 followers around. I'm like, all right, it's not that bad. It's going to get a few views. Cool. An hour passes, a little bit of views, a little bit of people commenting. I'm like, all right, cool. Nice. I made Vancouver Narcity. Okay. Then I get another notification and it's Narcity Quebec shares it. Then yeah. two seconds later, Narcity Canada shares it. Then two <laughs> seconds later, MTL blog shares it. 
and the whole world in British Columbia collapsed on me where it's like <laughs> the comments on especially like the because of the the clickbaity title which was right. the Becker roasts Vancouver right they didn't read the article they just read the title and so the comments are like go back home <laughs> swearing wow. about french people uh, wow go separate quebec oh is the shame and they just wow. went at it at the same time a, a vancouver page shared just the video yeah and the comments were like oh yeah i know that bench is exactly i feel the same way and it's all these vancouver people who comment and are approving the exact same thing that i'm saying so the the title was a clear like impact but what it did is it led it got me 10,000 new followers. Wow. It the video was sh- like was viewed 2.5 million times on Instagram. Oh 2.5 yeah. million. And wow. then I get a call. So funny story as well is during that time I had an audition for a Christmas movie. So I yeah. did the audition and I was like one of my goals in 2022 was to book a Christmas movie. It's like being a Christmas movie. Yeah. And so I I'm I'm in a meeting at work, uh, nine to five in, in a meeting. And all of a sudden I get a call from my agent and it's Chelsea. And so it says Chelsea on my phone. I'm like, I got to hold. I got to, <laughs> I'm like, hello. I'm like thinking I booked this role. I booked the Christmas movie. This is awesome. I'm like, hello. And then it's uh, Chelsea, one of Chelsea's assistants. I can't remember her name, um, but she goes, hi. Um, so we have a request from a radio show in Vancouver. <laughs> I was like, what? About TikTok you did? Oh my like, God. So they so this radio station, CBC Radio Vancouver, in French, contacted Chelsea uh, and wanted to interview me the next day about this video. And so I had to do a French interview on CBC Radio Vancouver uh, in the, like, eight in the morning my time because or 11 8 in the morning their time yeah uh, and talking about the whole thing and so that was just a crazy experience um but again there's here's the funny moments of like there's the momentum here we go wow and it that's how it kind of explodes and then you kind of keep then you start getting that hopefulness of like that's it i'm ready now i'm able to do everything i want people are going to see it led to a bunch of new followers. It led to a lot of new like people and supporters. But again, it, then it fade. It kind of went back down. So the journey, as we talked about, goes up and down. It doesn't go. So it's same does... for social media, like acting and social media. It's the same thing. Like you think something hits and it's like, okay. And then it's. Yeah, it fizzles. It not. fizzles out unless like the, the, and this is where that marketing aspect comes into play. Yes. Um, unless I would have continued poking fun at benches. If I would have made right. video after video after that, but I like you didn't want to do that. So Vancouver was funny because I got I was like, how do I get back to Vancouver now with everybody just angry at me? <laughs> but uh, I'll be back to Vancouver and I'll find that bench and I'll sit down on it and I'll I'll make nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to make your friends back so in funny. Vancouver. That's hilarious. But it was a crazy wild uh, couple of weeks for sure. Yeah, must have been. Excellent. Well, look, we we will have to slowly start to wrap this up. Um, but I do want to know what is so what's the vision now for your career? You you for the next 
few years of your life? Where do you see the social media, your acting, your life? Any any oh, big yeah. visions, big dreams? There's always big dreams. My my uh, being laid off is making it now more like time to put the pedal to the metal. But my biggest my big dreams has always been to to act and create and entertain. Which is what you're doing. You're living yeah. the dream. Yeah. Hopefully paying getting paid for it. Uh okay. more paid for it to be able to sustain a life a living. But um, but that's the thing. The dream is to do what I do, but get get enough money to to live off of it. I don't need to be like a celebrity on social media. That's not my goal. And I think a lot of people sometimes when they think of social media, they go, Oh, you just want to be TikTok famous or Instagram famous. I'm like, no, I want to be an actor. I want to create. If I can even if it's writing, like writing creative content to me is entertaining making people laugh and being able to sustain a living and then giving back would be my like long-term vision is that if i can help with my comedy and my acting and my creating uh help lift people up and also give back to the community like children i think are that's why i do children's hospital because i think they're the future and you need to help the future. Well, you know, what's very exciting near about what you just said, you're actually living your dream. You just want a bigger income from it. Yeah, That's no, it. Yeah. And it's possible. You can do that. And now you're in a position where I know getting laid off is scary, but like you said, you have a, a bit of a package. So you get to actually do this full time. It gives, me, it gives me a little bit of time to focus and to really push well, I think you're doing amazing. And I'm just excited for what's to come here. So yeah, we're really happy for you. Thank awesome. You. Well, thank you so much, Nir. We're going to wrap you. it up, but you were wonderful. And we have so much information now to share with everybody. And I learned so much too. Mm -hmm. So thank well, you. Thank you so much for having me. And I will be back in class. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. So for today's takeaways, one, you don't have to accept everything. Value yourself and know your worth. Two, don't be afraid to post the random stuff because you never know what's going to hit. Three, if you touch on something that receives backlash, remember it's not your job to please everybody. And four, make people laugh and give back. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye.